This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm James, and this episode is already iconic. It's trending. My name is Keen, and I put out for singles. Welcome along to Sissy That Pod. It's episode two of Drag Race, season 13 of the US version. And here we are on a Monday. I know. Is it our new home, Monday morning, beating those Monday blues? Yeah. You can have us at, you, you, yeah, exactly. You stick us on at lunchtime while you're you're doing that long commute from whatever your workspace is to mm. your kitchen to fry up a couple of eggs. Um, the most reliable work from home at lunch, I would say, is a scrambled egg. <laughs> Is that what you're having? Well, I have. I actually, I really love having, right, frozen berries at the bottom of my bowl and then pour in cornflakes and milk. And then the frozen berries make the milk like ice cold and it goes really well with the crisp cornflake. It's like a DIY yop. (laughs) It's like a mother corridor. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes, here we are on Monday because this is our new home for the next few weeks while we're covering both Drag Race US and UK. So you'll be getting your UK fix on a Friday and you'll be getting your US fix. We're to bookend your weekend. Oh yeah, I love that expression. Bookend (laughs) your week. Or bookend your weekend. Bookend both. A bookend both your, your weekend and we are versatile. We're bookending whatever needs bookending. <laughs> the bookenders, that sounds like a good podcast for yeah, somebody it, it, else covering something else. Yeah. I think it sounds like sort of the podcast that would end up with sort of like people looking into the history of authors and cancelling them for being racist or homophobic <laughs> or something. <laughs> anyway, this week's guest is the wonderful Seder Jean straight off of Drag Race Holland who she was my favourite on that show not sure about you James oh, I'm so happy yeah. to have her yeah so it's really interesting to hear her talk about her thoughts of the US Queens and the different format and to hear her thoughts on Drag Race Holland so let's get into it Well, Sailor Jean, thank you so much for taking a break from your holidays and chatting to us. How has things been since Drag Race Holland? It seemed like a massive success. Yeah. Hi, guys, by the way. Hello. Thanks for Hello. having Hello. me. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a wild ride, guys, and uh, I'm enjoying every single moment of it. And um, now I think we're about three, three months after the show and still, um, yeah, it's crazy. So many love you get. And um, a few haters, which are fun too. So I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the show seemed to be a really big hit over in the Netherlands. Were, how big did you think it was going to be? Were you worried it was just going to be sort of like a small show? Oh, well, no, we, we didn't know that it would be aired uh, worldwide. So we were doing Drag mm. Race and one of the big men said like... Uh, guys, uh, it's going to be aired worldwide. Do you know that? And we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be just famous in Holland. But now, uh, <laughs> now I'm famous worldwide, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask, like, I googled Seder Jean because I wasn't sure, like, is that a traditional Belgian name? Like, where does the name come from? Well, my, my first drag name was uh, Serge La Femme, which makes sense with my boy name because my boy name is Serge. And then chercher la femme means um, search, looking search, for the woman. yeah, looking for the woman. And uh, but it was too long. And my boss in the cabaret said, "Like, oh my god, this is a terrible name. 
what uh, it's like <laughs> almost uh, a hiding closet like RuPaul really <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't yeah. want to hear that my boss in the cabaret said like we need to change this and then all the other girls all of a sudden they start to scream Cetergine Cetergine because it's a medicine for headache in Belgium <laughs> and because I'm also oh <laughs> I'm so energetic and always so loud behind uh, backstage <laughs> they were like oh my god we really need a Cetergine every time we worked with you and um, that's why they gave me that name, and I kept on, kept on doing it. And it gets, oh my god, and it gets different everywhere I go. I was in Russia uh, performing uh, a few years after each other, and um, there was Sedergine, uh, Sedergine, <laughs> and then in America is Sedergine, uh, and uh, yeah. It's, so I love the name now. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Because I think when we when we first started covering Drag Race Holland, I think I was calling you Seder Jean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so much fun. And yeah, so many. It's the same to uh, Megan Schoenbrod. Um, and the, 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 all these names were yeah, mostly Dutch or or from our from our uh, little country, Belgium and Holland. Um, so it, the, the 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 all the all the names we got to see on all the reviews and the reviews, it was so much fun to listen to them. Like Megan Schumbra, Megan It's what is her name? How do I pronounce it? So we had so much fun. We would vi- uh, video record it and send it to the Drag Race app, and we all died. Every, every single time they popped something up I definitely thought that the G was like a H because isn't that like the way it is in Dutch so I definitely was like say the Gein or something like yeah. that at the start I definitely made it was <laughs> but yeah it's fun people are getting now uh, to pronounce it well now but yeah, in the beginning yeah. it, we had so much fun <laughs> Yeah, what was the experience uh, of recording during because you guys were recording like during the like lockdowns and during all of the uh the, the sort of the, the covid restrictions that must have been a very unusual experience <laughs> yeah well um we got tested so i think i've been tested for 18 time now that fucking stick in my nose but anyway um so that, that happens very much there and uh, everything was postponed and we were about, we, we were supposed to film in March and then they had to postpone it uh, up to uh, uh, May, I think. And then it kept on going. So it was a little bit like, oh my God, am I, am we able going to do, are we able to do this or when is it going to happen? And then it was like, okay, we're going to do it. Guys, get ready. And we were like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> Because the, the 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 amount of stress and 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 uh, energy you get from like oh my god next week it's gonna happen we're gonna go uh, and then it didn't happen and then they had to postpone again so we were like yeah oh, ne- oh yeah oh, oh. So, so it was like yeah it was <laughs> we had like the guys from the from the microphones and everything everybody was wearing a mask it's a, yeah it's it's like we're wow we were almost used to it. Yeah. Uh, but when we got mm-hmm. out, because we were the ten of us were so close to each other, and when we got out of the show, I was like, "Oh my god, it's still happening!" You know, it was like we've been away for such a long time, and then you go out, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, it's it's even worse than before we got in." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, 
Um, your for me, your um, your like nanny with the stroller look was I I I just thought it. I died when I saw that on the runway. I thought it's like iconic. Um, as a look, what I said. What what is your favorite look that you brought to the runway, or was there more that you wish you could have shown if you'd gotten through that um, gotten through that last uh, that last lip sync or that last um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. That's been a rough, uh, a rough, a rough episode to watch back. Uh, <laughs> the last one. But my favorite, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, look was was for me Marie Antoinette because I put it so much effort in it, mm-hmm. and it took me so long to to find a way to make the skirt open like a door of a Lexus car, you yeah. know, like make it. So it took me very long because then it was too heavy just so it couldn't open. So I put a lot of effort in it and I was so happy <laughs> with the result. So I think for me, Marie Antoinette was one of my favorite looks. But I think if I didn't do Kermit to Kicker and Miss Piggy, uh, all the looks that I would have uh, done after would would have been amazing yeah, i uh yeah. the one with uh family resemblance with my mom uh yeah i, I was really sad that i couldn't yeah, do that yeah. one um that's because i was thinking that one of one of the things for just in terms of like drag race queen comparisons you brought a lot of camp and a lot of humor but you also were bringing it on the runway in a way that you don't often see so there was that one hiccup with the, the kermit piggy thing but you're like your runways were, you were you were walking that line really well um and i think during the season you were definitely our our highlight every week oh you know, i was so, so disappointed when you were gone i was like say has to be top three so I was... <laughs> <laughs> well it turned out very well to me because i think many people agree with you guys and so um i get a lot of support now and people are hungry to see more of me so uh, yeah. all stars here i come <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i think what, what you mightn't have won the um what you mightn't have won the the crown for the the actual drag uh for the, the actual drag race crown you certainly seem to have won the trade of the season awards um with that because virtually every time you google satyr it's it's the uh the, like the pictures on the beach um are you wearing that with pride over in gran canaria now <laughs> yes grinders not the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. I mean, it, it it means a lot to me because I told in the, I told uh, as well in the in the season that I used to be a way bigger. I used to be thirty kilos more, and I never never uh, looked at myself as oh my god, I'm a pretty boy. I'm so lucky in life. And then you get from a lot of people out of the blue because I was not expecting that at all. Like, oh my God, trade, trade. And now even <laughs> if I walk through the streets in Great Canaria, they're like, oh my God, trade of Drag Race. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't have eyebrows, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chatting about this week's episode of Drag Race US. So mm. how the the queens who lost the lip sync are in the pork chop departure lounge yeah. and they have to vote for one of the queens to go home. If that happened to you in the first episode, what sort of criteria would you decide when you were trying to eliminate somebody? Because it's really tough. I would look around and I'm not a queen that always, because m- many queens on, only look at like, like the aesthetic and the makeup. Like how do you do the makeup? But I would like, for me, it's a lot about energy. What's your energy? Mm-hmm. And how open are you? Like, if you're an artist, if you're a drag queen, you should have an open energy for for everybody. And um, also, I saw one in the pork chop lounge, sitting with wig and her boy hair coming 
coming yeah. coming out. So that would be a very good reason for me to eliminate as well because that's something <laughs> you really can take care of. Yeah. Like I mean Yeah. That strawberry must have been heavy though, right? That you know, the strawberry was weighing down the way, guys. Well <laughs> glue it down until it doesn't move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, drag is painful. Glue that shit down. <laughs> Whatever you need to use, babe, make sure. It's the first episode. <laughs> so uh I have to say I felt like watching Big Brother with the stress of them having to go back and re-vote in the tiebreak. Oh. I was like, I'm not used to feeling the stress. That, yeah, I felt the stress too. And I was because I've done it. I've, I've made a season of Drag Race. I was lucky, one of the lucky ones to make one. So I also know that these bitches have sat there for hours, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, poor bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, like, making an episode of one hour, it takes three days. And yeah. it's, like, long days of filming. Uh, so sitting there for, uh, for a very long time with all your padding and makeup and wigs, that must be terrible. And then all the stress that comes with it, because you just arrived in the show and you might go home today. Or are we all going to go home? So they didn't, they didn't really know. Uh, yeah, I think that must be a terrible heart feeling. I was thinking it must be, it would have been sort of similar to what you were describing about like the Drag Race Holland being pushed back and back and back. That feeling of the excitement of like the build up. And, oh my God, this is amazing. You arrive in the room, you're brought out five minutes later to perform. Then you're sent off to this basically loading dock to be fecked off back home again. Like the 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 emotional roller coaster. Like <laughs> you would need therapy. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. And you could really see that on those faces because I think there is a, a, a very high level of self-confidence in this season. I mean, these mm. girls do have a lot of self-confidence and um, which, is, which is totally, I mean, I love it. You should yeah. be very self-confident if you're a drag queen. Um, uh, so yeah, and then they, they bring you down in just five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Sit back. <laughs> <laughs> so the Drag Race wiki revealed who everybody voted for. Um, so we saw a few of them. So Denali voted for Joey J. Joey J, Rose and Utica all voted for Elliot with two T's. And then Elliot, Kimora and Tamish all voted for Utica. So that's why there was the three, three tie. Mm-hmm. And then when they all went back to vote, they all voted for Elliot with two T's. Yeah. Do you think that was the right choice? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I have to. I should have been there to make that decision to feel mm. like what's what's going on. Maybe she was, maybe she was a bitch when they were not filming, and everybody was like, "Hey, well, you have to go." You know, yeah. because I think <laughs> she looked fantastic, and she has a lot of a lot a lot of energy, and and, and yeah. she looked good. She had a great costume, and her wake was on properly. <laughs> it was on properly. I I felt like a bit of it might have been that she was like last into the room so kind of there was like a sort of a sense of like last in first out uh kind of an easy easy to vote for this person because i haven't spent any time talking to them <laughs> i read to you about utica's wig as well you kind of you could see that pulled back and you're like that's a very tangible reason to be like you know go on sling your own yeah thing. i would i would have eliminated her maybe because only of that reason because you don't know each other when you walk if you only have to go and look around i would i would just have maybe chose her um for that reason but uh i like Joey j let me let me get into that i like him so much 
uh, he's so great. And then he had a chick of feather jacket. But is that a reason to send somebody home? It's just no. No, I don't think so. I think I think she made her story with that girl. She just walked in and she dropped feathers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't need any bridesmaids. She did it herself. So the rest of the queens, then the the winning queens. So that's. Got Mick, Lallery, Candy, Muse, Olivia, Lux, uh, Tina Burner and Simone all enter the workroom. Rue reintroduces Elliot into the mix and he kind of, he ties it in well, I think. He kind of ties it into the losing is to do winning and, and is like, you know, look at Chandra, look at Porkchop, look at Fangie. These have all made the best out of a worse situation. And it kind of feeds into RuPaul's whole mentality of you can't let anyone else make you feel like a loser. So I think he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Let's have a moment about what RuPaul said. It is so important to for many drag friends because I know they're they're really they're really they're, they're they're strong fans, which is which is a lot of fun and they give us a lot of support. And but also there is a lot of hate, like oh she mm-hmm. went home first or whatever. And RuPaul really uh, made a point, like nobody is a loser here. On to the mini challenge. Uh, so they had to do the fashion runway with a day and a night look. Mm. So we'll just go through each of the queens and uh, we can discuss both looks by that queen yeah. as we talk to them. Gottmik seems to be straight out the gate, the fashion, the Aquaria, the Gigi Good. Everything they wore was fantastic. Yeah. It, it was so beautiful. And I think latex is the new... is the. Is, is the new thing because yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of latex there. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is a bunch of fetish drag queens up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually there was with that, because latex is such like a, like it's a fetish wear, sexy kind of thing. And then to do it with the like real, like children's daytime, like it was a like such a, a clash. It was, mm. I loved it. That's true. And then yeah. even the purse, like shaped like the sun to hold it. Like I, I, everything about that look was, was brilliant um yeah the same same i think the same i totally agree and the 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 night look then was like the sort of little black dress and i thought it was really provoking that they were showing their top surgery scars and they were sort of making that a sort of statement piece of the of the look which that was really brave uh, yeah and I, I i i think it was beautiful yeah it, mm. wow it was so well made and yeah I was yeah. total fan of it. Yeah, kind of. I think that that was one of the best looks for the whole day. Like for the whole out of the out of the whole lot for me. The the kind of like sexy Morticia Adams sort of thing, and then as well, like it had the really important message of showing the scar from the top surgery because it was a real declaration of the progress that the show is now making by being more inclusive towards yeah. people of like different gender identities. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was really impressed with it. Got, got mixed looks in general throughout the entire episode and last week were just phenomenal out of this world. Wow. I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But even, even, even like that idea of turning your blemishes into, you know, your, your jewels kind of, you know, like scars and stretch marks and stuff. I think embracing that is, is a really strong message. So I think that was good, even for those who aren't, haven't got those scars through sex confirmation surgery and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up then was Candy Muse. I have to say now, I didn't mind the one she lipsticked in last week, but I'm beginning to worry about Candy Muse and and the fashions. I just I didn't really like either of these. Yeah, I think she 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 looks good. I mean, and she she looks like a, a lot of fun. But then also the the because she walked in with that radio the first episode and used it, and I was like, oh my god, yes, let's go. 
but then, um, yeah, then, uh, yeah, she lost me a little bit in uh, last week's episode for one reason. I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, I didn't... A, it's, it's also the self-confidence and then the execution that, that you're going to uh, weigh up to each other. And then I'm like, ah. Oh, no, that yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah. It's exa- it's exactly that. It's about <laughs> if you're going like you, you have the confidence and that's brilliant, but you do need to bring the execution and you need to be able to finesse the details. And in both of Candy's uh, outfits, I just felt like that there was an idea in both of them that probably needed to be worked on more and collaborated on more and finessed more. Like even the kind of like on the second look, the makeup with the smear and the kind of vampiric devil kind of thing. It's like it wasn't done with precision. So it actually just looked like she'd accidentally done this before she'd gone out on the runway rather than making it look kind of like this is intentional. Um and I did. I didn't like that, like weird George Washington wig in the first look. Um, <laughs> it was just very <laughs> kind of it, just the whole thing because it, it felt like it was pulled way too far back. So her forehead started like up here. I, it, the whole thing looked a bit off and could have been. I didn't mind the look, like the sort of Grecian goddess. I just didn't think it fitted the the task of like a sort of day i think she looked like a sort of a random villager from an episode of xena warrior princess and i just wasn't (laughs) (laughs) but i think yeah if you do something like that make it big make it like make like the lipstick make it like it is very clear what's happening over there and now it wasn't really like it should have been dripping maybe or put yeah like a kind of bottle of lip gloss and put it over like it shows that something is happening up there yeah 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 that it's purposeful yeah uh next up was lala re and every time she's on my screen i like her just that bit more i enjoyed her day look i didn't i thought maybe the colors probably needed to be a bit brighter but overall i liked it even though she was tripping over it but i loved the dominatrix look i kind of was like that's a real character i know everything about you just from seeing you dress like that totally agree guys oh my god you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i agree it was i'm I'm falling in love with her yeah and it's on second second episode and everything changes so much if you Mm. watch the first episode so you think like oh my god yes Yes, this one, this one, this one for me. And then you go up to the second season and it totally changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. yeah. I'd I'd be on the <laughs> I'd be on the same train as Ross Matthews when we got to the judging, which is that I think the day look was a bit kinda was a little drab. Like kind of I think during the episode you you saw her doing her makeup in like her kind of you know in her like makeup smock and it kind of was the same material i loved the like vampy kind of you know leathery dominatrix look for the second one but the first one i thought was a little drab but yeah i think personality wise shines through like really kind of mm. brings it all with the personality and then like i think in the talking heads like in the 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 confessionals is going to be one of the narrators of the season because it's such a quick turn of phrase and just seems really like turned on yeah <laughs> and a very expressive face yeah. as well i love an expressive face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the and i mean like that dominatrix look i always kind of feel a bit mean if i'm judging something based on kind of how expensive it is because you know they only have a certain amount of budget but i think that matrix look doesn't look like it's really expensive but it doesn't matter because it fully works and that just shows how she can turn a look with a budget and it really works yeah that's that's so true it doesn't have to cost a lot of money all the time you know it's just like being creative and uh make it look good 
it it has yeah. to look good on the stage, you know. If you go watch through my closet, you will go close to the costumes. Will be like, oh bitch, how how did you make it? <laughs> but then, if you're、uh, one and a half meter away, it looks fair. Yeah. <laughs> Everything needs to look fierce from a social distance. That's all. That's it, yeah, from from six meters, from two meters away. That's it. Yeah, social distancing cost. <laughs> Olivia looks now. I'm kind. I kind of feel I'm missing the the height. You're a big、yeah. fan, James. I kind of didn't really like either of these looks a lot.、Uh, uh, I'm such a big fan of her. Oh my god, she's pulling it off. And as well, the girls were all thinking like, "Ah,、oh, uh, she's not in business for a very long time." Am I correct? Yeah.、Um, yeah.、Uh, and then she is working it,、mm, and I、yeah. love that. And also the face when she walks on up that runway, the the smile, the the energy. You know, see, I get goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I am literally in love. Yeah. I I complete like I. Uh, the very definition of the saying "million dollar smile," like she is,、mm. like lights up the room, lights up the runway. I, I loved both the looks. I particularly loved the the evening look. I thought that it look was so luxurious and so expensive. Um, I don't know if if you had watched Dragula did a um. Did a did an episode around Halloween where they brought some of their queens back, and there was a queen called Saint who did a very similar kind of that like mod sixties thing with the glasses, and I was like comparing the two of them, which I know you shouldn't done, and so there was a little bit of me that was like, oh, you know, yeah, I've seen it before, done a bit better, but like just like stunning, beautiful, gorgeous, yeah, <laughs> all all those adjectives, <laughs> and it's all about as well. I mean. It's a different taste for everybody, but if you are、yeah. just shining with whatever you're wearing, I can wear a plastic bag and make it shine, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the thing, that's the whole thing. And I, I think she's fantastic, and her costumes. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> love, well, love, love. someone who I someone who I think could genuinely wear a bin bag and look absolutely fierce is Simone. I just thought she was the queen of that runway. Oh yeah, and. I, you know, even even that second the night look, I thought she was really using her skinny girl privilege because it was just sort of draped material and a nice wig, and she looked fierce. You know, it was great. Yeah, and she is one of the girls from the House of Avalon, and my yeah, yes, and, right, and yeah. you can see that they're so polished. It's everything is so、uh, well. They think so well about everything they make and everything they do. I'm、mm. a big fan of Avalon. I'm watching、yeah. it. And I always get an email. Evelyn is online, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have to go and watch." <laughs>、um, so、uh, yeah, I, I can clearly see she's a sister of、uh, Gigi Good. Yeah, no, I I, I think that what I love about like obviously Simone is what like ten years old, like so young, but like clearly knows the history and knows her references, like that like refer that kind of like take on the clueless sort of '90s thing for the the first one we looked,、mm. and then that second like that second one we looked the the nighttime one was giving me like sort of Janet Jackson together again kind of that era vibes the hair and everything.、Oh, I, yeah. I was just in love with both of those. Yeah,、uh, Tina Burner, only okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It didn't excite me. Oh, she. Yeah, let me tell you a little story. I've been in New York City many, many times, and one there once I was there、uh, during Christmas. And <laughs> this is a little backstory.、Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I've been in a bar sitting with a drink with my friend, and then it was like the intro of the show started, and、uh, Tina Burner sh- showed up. And I was like, "Wow, she's big. She's huge. You know, she's like, 'Whoa, I'm here!'" And she did the whole show. And right after the show, we went to another bar, 
And we walked in, and again, the drag show started. And it was again her. I was like, bitch, <laughs> how did you get here so fast? Do you have a helicopter <laughs> flying above New York? <laughs> and that pays off. That pays off because you can see she is a hardworking girl. And mm. she was wearing that latex and then the harness. Yeah. And that was for me uh, to be a comedy queen and to be a campy queen. It She... She, show, she showed in the second episode, like, yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm not only that bitch. And that's yeah. what I, I wanted to do by face, face, face. The one that I was wearing the Jackson Pollock with yes. spikes. Oh, yeah. I want to mm. show the world, like, it, all this, we, we get a stamp, like, oh, she's a camp and a comedy queen. So she's only going to bring that. No, that's that was her moment to show, yeah. like, you better watch out, bitches, because I am fashionable. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. You, your face, face, face look was better than both of those, in my opinion. I just, <laughs> oh. I just like, they're only okay for me. <laughs> uh, finally, then, is Elliot with two Ts. I have to say, based on these two, I think Elliot has a very good wardrobe under her. She must be a good seamstress, because I thought they were both really, really well constructed and just really sort of thought out. Yeah. yeah. I am a, I'm a fan, but then I miss a little, as I said, with, um, with Lux, uh, I, I miss that smile. I miss that, like, she, she walks up to the runway and she's, she, she looks a little bit bitchy to me. And she's not, because mm. when she starts talking, I like yeah. her. But when she does that runway, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. Does she smell shit or anything? I don't know. <laughs> it is hard to get her personality across yeah. from the look. Yes. She kind of yeah. just looks like a head bitch in charge yeah, yeah. You kind, of, kind of know what do you do in your spare time Elias yeah. How do you... <laughs> um, yeah and Elias Elias in Paris like I think I liked both of the looks but I would have been I think that it would have been better to, sh- this is, to show a bit of skin in one of the looks because both were very covered up so maybe like a short like as like because both of them were a similar enough silhouette and maybe that like showing a different side of her personality might have been a better thing to do this, this is a bizarre reference that maybe no one will get is um out of drag, I think Elliot with two T's looks an awful lot like the sort of camp gay best friend from Queer as Folk US. That like who I mean you need to like go back and Google it, and I think that's sort of what I was seeing. So I was kind of thinking like sort of nineties Uber twi- Uber twink, probably wearing belly tops, kind of you know real short denim shorts. I, I was living for it. I was loving it. Um, but the, yeah, definitely kind of does resting bitch face in drag. Um, so you do miss a bit more kind of of like a fun side, like very even in the dance routine, like the face was so mm, kind of like a bull racing for it. Also, maybe she had a lot of stress. I mean, she was just oh, yeah. the very, very bottom. So let's <laughs> let's cut her cut some slack. I have to say, I do love her like waltzing into a room full of people who probably don't want her to be there and being like, Candy, though, do you not find that normally when people talk about their drag family, that they normally go home first? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You just do your best, girl. I did love that. Like that shade. Just <laughs> the confidence. It's like, bitch, you've already been sent home once. <laughs> Twice, actually. <laughs> As I'm sure you know by now, Sissy That Pod is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, which is Ireland's largest podcast network. It has podcasts of pretty much everything from comedy to true crime, arts to culture and politics to food. If you're a fan of Sissy That Pod or any of the shows on the network, now you can join Head Stuff Plus. 
HeadStuff Plus is the one-stop shop for everything on the network and by becoming a member, you get behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, exclusive interviews, early access to events, merchandise, and a whole load more. Here on Sissy That Pod, we have already recorded a whole series, six-part series, on RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review, a show that came out during the summer, and it's basically like Drag Race meets Housewives. It's a lot of fun. We have different guests on each week chatting about that episode and it's definitely worth listening to if you watch the show and that's up there on headstuff plus now to join headstuff plus it's just five euro plus fat per month and when you sign up no matter what show you support so whether you're supporting sissy that pod or another show you will get access to everything so that's all the bonus content for all the shows on the network so for all the details and to sign up visit headstuffpodcasts.com so headstuff podcasts all one word dot com when you get there you can click join you can click your five year a month option there is an option to pay more if, if that's your persuasion and once you click whichever amount you'd like to pay you will see a screen that shows all the podcasts on the network just click sissy that pod or any of the other podcasts you'd like to support you can support up to three so maybe it's just sissy that pod or maybe it's sissy that pod and fascinated by Gerard Farrelly and the Alison Spoon Show. Three great podcasts. And then your money will be spread between the network and those three podcasts, which is really good because, you know, as I'm sure you guys are aware, the arts are struggling due to COVID and, and the lack of shows. And this is a great way to keep the arts supported. And it's not like Patreon, where Patreon are going to take your cut and some of that money goes off to the US. All the money that you give to the network will be staying and supporting Irish art and talent. Saying that, I know James and I are well aware that this is a tough time for plenty of people and people have lost their jobs and they're out of money. So if you find yourself in that position and five year a month is just not feasible for you, do not worry. We are very, it's our jobs to keep you entertained. Okay, back to the show. To just a sidestep into Drag Race Holland for a moment. The fight night row between you and Abby, oh my god, off the road beside the craft services table with the like bottles of coke and the skittles behind you. I loved that we saw yeah, the catering. I was, I, I was just we've like, never seen the catering before. It, it was felt, great. It felt so like this wasn't a thing they were even intending to film. It just was happening naturally. Like what? What happened there? Give us the tea. <laughs> well, it was a. Well, they said it's a wrap. We filmed everything and it's fine. So I went up to Abby and I said, "Oh my god, I, that that moment you did this." I don't like at all. It's a bad attitude. I, I, I think it's not nice of you. And I'm not used to seeing you do things like that. But you're in a competition. And, but she starts to get so angry. She had a brush and she <laughs> smashed the brush on the floor. It went in thousand pieces. And that's where, that's where somebody of the production said, like, uh, guys, I think the camera needs to go back in the green room because we, we need to have this. And she couldn't. I was just making coffee. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I was about to have a nice warm coffee, and she kept on going. And I said, "Okay, bitch, you're ready to make television. Let's go." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but right after she 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 calmed down a lot, and then she came up to say sorry. And I was like, "Okay, whatever. You know, we're we're here together. We have to get through this together." Well, also, I thought she would have been on that episode before but anyway um <laughs> at least at least we, we we made it up to each other we know each other for a very long time so if you have a little fight i mean sister loves come uh with having good fights you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. of course <laughs> let's get on to the performance of congratulations mm. um who did you think did well 
I think Tina Burner did very well. Mm-hmm. Elliot with double T. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm literally uh, like, is RuPaul keep going to keep on saying with double T? <laughs> I know. So there must have been something happening. Like when she did that audition, like I want to know that everybody knows that Elliot is with a double T or something, (laughs) because RuPaul is really making fun out of that. Did you did you think the same? Like yeah, on saying it. And um, but anyway, I think Elliot did very well, and Tina Burner, and again, uh, Miss Looks. Oh yeah did it yeah. she she brought it to the stage and then all the self-confidence girls they, they fucked it up yeah. <laughs> olivia looked like rupaul like olivia when olivia came out she looked like rupaul like that was like rupaul in the 90s supermodel of the world the hair everything yeah the hair was everything and can we have a moment about mama ru walking on the runway oh my god that oh my dress. god that dress, like iridescent yeah. beautiful absolutely beautiful <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> how is she's she keeps on doing that like oh my god every time she walks out i'm like (laughs) i want to be her (laughs) god make only had maybe four lines they like his part was so short yeah yeah Yeah. well that happens sometimes (laughs) yeah but like i i didn't really help like their presence wasn't great on the stage they kind of got swallowed up and then even like by the time you're settling into the verse it's gone and candy muse gets like eight or ten bars yeah Yeah. i could i had to listen to three times to actually understand what she said it was really quick and i kind of felt that hampered her because she didn't really get the the punch it was interesting actually because now that you mentioned that i remember that sort of she had had the sort of um the, the the sort of self doubt moment on the on the in the, the in the like work through where she was like realizing that the first time that she was announcing that she was FTM to this group of people was having her lyrics played um on the um on the main stage and it's like then they had that lovely chat with Olivia where Olivia was like kind of like oh I want to support you as much as I can and like kind of yeah that like that really like that really tied up the 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 the, the, the um the got Mick kind of story in the episode nicely. Also, they, mm. she she told in the confessions, like, oh, my God, I don't know what was happening. I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And that, that happens sometimes. I mean, I, I totally the same thing in Snatch Game, for instance. I was like, why mm. is it not coming? Yeah. And if that happens in the second episode, it's terrible. But yeah. you have to let go. At some, I tried to let go when I was doing Snatch Game. And the same for her. But sometimes it just overcomes you. You're yeah. you're still yeah. you're still a human being, you know, and and it's yeah. all overwhelming on that main stage. See so many crew, so many directors, and you're yeah. It's it's a lot to get used to. I, although, like you know, I'm I'm cisgendered. I don't experience that sort of dysphoria. I'm sure, like as gay guys, we all have that moment where you just on a certain day feeling you have to come out seems a lot more daunting than in other days and you know we can i think we can all relate to that moment i think it really sort of helped us grow and see her vulnerability and like her more yeah I, yeah, I think, yeah, well, yeah i think as well it was it was useful to have the i suppose for the viewer because as you're saying drag race fans great people but can be a little bit um simplistic it was good to have very clearly laid out this is the situation with pronouns the situation with pronouns is referring to got mick in drag she her and referring to got Mick out of drag he him exactly the same as you would for any of the other queens on the show mm. and it really just put it like kind of i suppose it just 
it shared that information with people so people weren't confused or getting worked up about kind of like what they were saying or what they were supposed to be saying. Um, actually, though, I, that was one of the, I can't remember what episode it was on now in, in Drag Race Holland. The unusual response of the judging panel to Mama Queen's non-binary status. That was, <laughs> yeah, a, a good learning moment. An excellent learning moment. <laughs> it was an excellent learning moment. She's a gay icon in, in Holland as well. But we teach her something that is that is coming up more and more and more and more, which should be coming up more and more and more. But for her, she's like a, a, an old lady that sings on 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 uh, mm-hmm. on little um, uh, yeah on little parties and whatever. So had a great conversation with her about that, and I think now she realizes. And after watching it back to her too, she would like, oh my god, yeah, why did I say this? You know, sometimes yeah. it happens. And then if you're gonna shoot uh, a lot of hate, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn anybody something. But if yeah. you teach with love then you will make things clear and open up mind definitely and a lot of people in the public eye are frightened to make mistakes and we often don't see people be like you know blah 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 oh is that wrong my apologies this mm-hmm. is what I should have said. You know, you, you often don't see that because yeah. people like that edit themselves to make themselves look better. So yeah. yeah, I think it was a great moment. Yeah, and also if I get hate, and which I had during Drag Race uh, was airing, um, I really go in conversation. I lit- I literally try to FaceTime them. You're you're going to get a lot of fans now um, who are going to be sending you hate mail to yes, try and get just you to, to get a call, just to get a, like, a cheap cameo. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I tried, I tried, I tried to, to teach people like, hey, if you did, don't agree with something that happened that I did in the past or whatever, let's have a call about it. Let's talk yeah. and yeah. let's, let's go further with life in love instead of sending me hate. I'm, I'm not bothered by hate. I just rather talk about it. Overall, congr- congratulations to the song. I thought wasn't great. I just, I think everybody, every little section was on like a different key, had a different beat, have a different rhythm. It just really didn't work in comparison to some of the really brilliant ones we've had in the past. It changed in tempo for each of their things. So as you were listening to it, because you know when you're listening to it, like you kind of, you, you, you want the chorus because it kind of like brings you to the bit you get to know, whatever. Whereas I found with this, because each queen's bit sounded totally different you were kind of a bit like, you felt like you're being shot all over the map. Um, so they probably could have been given a better guidance on how to like make sure that all of their, um, all of their, all of their lyrical bits fitted a similar brief. So it kind of felt like a more whole song. Okay, onto the runway category was Lame, You Stay. I must admit, I did not know what Lame was before no, it came out. Tell me. Did you know, James? I, no, I, I assumed it was some okay. sort of like a shiny fabric because that's what they were all wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But it's a fabric that's like woven with metallic things that makes it look shiny. Okay. Apparently. That's what it is. Um, so first up was Got Mick with her sort of fantastic golden sea monster oh. look. Has to be top two to the week, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. 100%. It was so, and the details, like, because you had all this, fr- the, 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 the fabric was fringed all together. But then in there, there were, st- there were stones yeah. and there was something like, it was not just, not just fabrics altogether. It was like really, really well made. I think she she had a lot of work with that. Yeah, absolutely. It was be- and I loved the like weird egghead thing. I just thought that was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Candy Muse then uh, came out with her sort of negligee, which I actually quite liked what she was wearing underneath it. I just thought the negligee looked a bit 
dress up boxy for me. I used to have that. Um, I used to have that for a comedy act. Um, <laughs> okay. And there was a little fat suit underneath. So it really was like, oh my God, girl, you just, you just, <laughs> you just ordered that on Amazon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you pimped it up. No, I was not 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 really no. a big fan of. It. I this is um a, a preference I have for drag is huge, obnoxiously enormous hair. Like that is just like a thing I love on a drag queen. And I think that there seems we seem to be moving into a phase now where the drag aesthetic is more kind of smaller, just straighter hair or like plaits or braids and stuff. And so uh, that's something I miss a little bit. I just found that this kind of the the like hair just hanging down over it, there there was something just could have done with more drama. That's really it. Lala Ree came out then next. I thought she looked Sailor Jean over in Ireland every Christmas. There's like a, a typical box of chocolate. Are you going to say the the quality street toffee penny? Because I mean, one hundred percent. I was like, I was like, she is serving full quality street toffee penny fantasy. I'm. She looks sweet and delicious. I will crack my teeth on her. Yes. <laughs> I, I know what. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that. Uh, and it was it was a great look, though. I, I really was uh, mm. uh, living for it. Yeah. Now, I thought Olivia was a bit drab. I was again in love. I, see, her face is beautiful. Hair is beautiful. And I loved the idea of the, what was it? It was meant to be like a water lily. But that thing on her, her shoulder, because she kept on going up to feature this and touching it. And I was like, if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be fucking enormous. Like, it, it, like that should have been like four times bigger and like given us more of that kind of like water lily kind of thing. Because it was sort of just a little bit, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> if it was like she's a tiny little girl, she would walk. She would walk to the right, like bend over, like the hunchback. <laughs> Simone again floored me. I just love an alternative take on a challenge. I just thought this was fantastic. Oh my god, yeah, so gorgeous, so gorgeous. Yeah, and so well uh, thought of because if you need to have that shiny fabric, that is yeah. literally what it is. It it's that shiny fabric yeah. and then the, the the how do you call it boxing, uh, boxing gloves gloves yeah it was so and she really still she was such a diva no the details the details in that were just phenomenal even right up to like the hot in here nelly little um and they, they 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 make or they make or they break a dress and that was so mm. yeah stop. yeah I, I loved the moment when Rue said she had star quality and she sheds a tear and she tries to wipe it away with her boxing glove, but she can't quite. <laughs> so that was nice. I liked that. Uh, next up then, Tina Burner, another great concept. I just, I kept, my eyes kept looking at the hairline. Oh, okay. I missed something uh, like makeup wise. Like I would have, gave myself a little shape uh, uh, a, a blush or something and maybe a, a, a very thick eyebrow that something was more popping in the face but still then she opened the jacket that red heart right in the middle yeah made it made it like yeah it's 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 great 
yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. I particularly loved the Tina, bring me the axe! Because uh, we know that Rue loves her, uh, her tone um, references. But I, I liked it. I thought she looked cool. Um, I think that her kind of overall very masculine shape suited with the concept of the like the Tin Man. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought she was good. Um, yeah. It was, and it was also it was nice to see her not in the kind of the red, orange, flamey mm. colors as well. I uh, finally then Elliot for two T's. Eighties uh, prom was the vibe I got. Thought it was nice. You got a bit of skin, James. I know that's what you were looking for. Yeah, I was looking for that. That's what I wanted. Well done, Elliot. She gave it to me. <laughs> uh, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there she was. Still, I, I missed a little bit of that funny phase and walking on the runway. Mm. But then she looked amazing. So I think this yeah. is going to be a very, 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 very strong uh, season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who would you have chosen as your top two? I think Simone and um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think this is my top two. Or yeah, me I would too. Maybe uh, replace if I need to uh, replace looks. I would maybe have. Uh, chosen for Tina as well, Tina Burner, because I think she did something really out of the box. I know I've been kind of negative towards Olivia and her looks, but I suppose I thought she was fantastic in the challenge. She just caught your eye. It was pure Beyonce Knowles, RuPaul. So yeah, I do think she deserved to be in the top two. Yeah, I think this is a, a great top two <laughs> yeah. for this week. Yeah. Interesting lip sync song. I was curious when I heard it because I was like, out of do is canon. This is the first Dua Lipa song we have on Drag Race US. I know we had new rules on UK. I was like, interesting. It's kind Kind of a weird mid-tempo but the two queens did a great job especially Simone I thought I thought Olivia's sort of crying and pretending to fall wasn't really for me I thought that was kind of more for maybe musical theatre but I kind of thought Simone like do as a badass she's all like you know getting up in your face and I think I think do should go for that sort of too long French plat look I think it would really suit her yeah I think for Olivia that I think but well, now I can't I can't um, speak to this because obviously I've never been on the show and I'm you know but I think that you probably within the performance you give for a lip sync for your life you probably are a little bit constricted by the costume you happen to be in at the time and so I think Olivia's performance was probably kind of it was it, it went down the road of the like Hollywood glamour kind of you know that sort of that sort of vibe. I think if she'd been in, say, her performance outfit, she would have been able to be more energetic and more kind of, you know, into it. Um, but I, I liked her performance. I, I felt sorry for her that her hair fell out because I know that that's always kind of a, a kiss of death on Drag Race. And you think everything is fine because you can't feel it mm. yourself in the mirror when you go back say, oh my God, what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> So Joey J is the one you're most excited for for next week, is that right? Yeah, Joey J, I am so excited, and yeah, yeah, Joey J is for me. Yeah, I'm so because I'm I'm, I'm looking into her Instagram profile and I'm like, this is something that I haven't seen very often, and um, yeah, I think she is very hot as a boy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 a candy to watch. So what does Sadie Jean have going on now in 2021? What what can we look forward to to see? Oh, lose that quarantine weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now go travel. I can't wait to 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 have this Corona bitch to fly over so I can finally go and meet everybody that has been supporting me all the way through Drag Race. And um, yeah, as it was worldwide, I can't wait just to go travel the world and uh, meet everybody and show them what I really do. Yeah. Because normally I'm, I'm making my own parodies um, 
And I would love to go back on stage and show them because sometimes you do things in drag race. Uh, it doesn't mean that you, if you fuck up drag race, that you're a bad drag queen because it ne- it doesn't really stroke what you do in real life as going yeah. into a drag show. Have your own woman show and talk to the people and 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 do your show. So I can't wait to go and show that to the rest of the world. And we have a very uh, we have a, a a tour lined up in May in the UK. Um, uh, and and I still got some vouchers from. Uh, uh, from Ryanair? America. I mean, no, not Ryanair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leveled up a little bit. <laughs> no, from, I'm an from, international drag queen now, Keith. I don't need to fly Ryanair. Yeah, <laughs> from American Airlines. So I, I would love to go to America again. I've performed there before, and um, it's it's it's. I, I just want to go perform and do my thing. And uh, I was I'm working on a YouTube channel with Janie JK. And uh, I think next Friday, my next um, my next uh, music video is going to drop on Instagram. Oh, exciting. Yes, me too. It's it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> so I'm working on a lot of things. Well, we're really looking forward to see what Sadergene has lined up next. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. It was so much fun. And, thank you so um, much. Thanks for listening, everybody. And follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I've got a few places left. Uh, <laughs> and this bitch wants to get verified very very soon all the cats are verified <laughs> hashtag team verify Therogene <laughs> yeah so I think it was a good episode I don't think it compared to the first episode of season 12 I don't think. agreed completely um, yeah I think it was entertaining and had some highs it had some lows but I think that the best thing about it is that I think it's setting it up for a really interesting season you're starting to see characters really painted early there's no one in the mix who I'm kind of like meh I don't care about um, or the people who are who I am like meh I don't care about it's in like yeah you're, you can stick around for a while but you know uh, yeah I'm excited for for next week to see what the losers get up to um, and to to finally maybe in like a couple of weeks time see one of them go home you know at some point <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny though like what just seeing one episode of them going out and doing drag on the show really makes me reassess where I think they're all going to land based on the meet the queens I mean I kind of feel got Mick Although they have great looks, I'm wondering how long they're going to last. Whereas I would have thought maybe a top four before. So, and then there's other people like Simone, who I had pretty low in my Meet the Queens, who is like just a GG gutting her way through. So as you heard in the middle of the show, we have uh, some premium content that you can listen to if you support us over at the Head Stuff Plus. Uh, so you can go, you can sign up. It's five, five euro a month and you get all the access of the Head Stuff Plus content. Just remember to show that you are supporting Sissy That Pod by clicking the box. Uh, we'll be back with you on Friday for Drag Race UK, which I'm super excited for. Mm-hmm. Me too. Very much so. And have a nice week. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.